Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Are you ready for the thrill ride of the summer? Yeah. Griffin was a normal boy, just like Ooh. any other. Griffin, you gotta come out of your room, sweetheart. We got a day ahead of us. I'm playing video games. <clears throat> he really wanted to play his video games, but little did he know he was about to enter the video james hey griffin i see you out there through this here tv screen video james is that you it's me video james oh my god i thought you were just a legend well i need you to come give me a hand you see i'm having trouble with my arch nemesis radio tony Yeah, for sure, Video James. Anything you need. Awesome. I got you. You're coming into the game right now. What? <laughs> this summer, <sighs> Griffin Cold Iron is. I gotta think of a good tagline for this fictional movie. Give me a moment. You gotta do Give it. Give me a moment. You Give gotta me a moment. do it. Eight bit Griff. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to do some sort of, like, wild twist, and I was Radio Tony the whole time. Damn, that would have been so much better. <laughs> Fuck. Well, they can't they can't give that away in the title of the movie, Yeah, you know? I guess, I guess. Yeah, see, that's so. the problem with Hollywood nowadays. Like, uh, uh, it's the, the, the new Shazam movie, like, just yeah. came out. Like, I've seen the whole movie, because they fucking put the whole thing in the goddamn trailer. Yeah. It's like, I, it's like cool. I know what uh -huh. happened now. No one's afraid to take risks anymore for their art. Yeah, the only per only people doing that sort of is still Jordan Peele. He's the only one not letting you know really what's going on. Jordan Fucking Peele, Jordan Peele. we love you. We love Jordan Peele. We love Jordan. Anyway, Griff, um, how you doing? <laughs> we haven't actually in introduced the show. We haven't. We haven't. We, we should like do to? that. We should do that. Hey, folks, okay. how's it going? Uh, welcome to back to Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Patch Up. I'm Zach. I'm Griffin, and that's the intro to the show. So how you doing, Griff? I'm doing good. Um, had a busy day at the Institute today. The Institute. Um, got a big new exhibit in all about a, uh, hmm, how do I do this without tipping it off? Famous dead guy. There's a lot of those. See, I sat there and I was like, Harry Houdini? But yeah, um, we've got a. Oh, that's what it is now. Yeah, that's the code. It's going to be the Harry Houdini exhibit. Yeah, and he um, escapes from a sarcophagus. A wink. Or a coffin. Wink. Wink. Um, but we did. We ran about six thousand people through the building today. That's a lot of feet. It's a lot of fucking people, Zach. People mm -hmm. go. People are horny for the institute. Oh man, just horny for it. And the institute's horny for them back. Yeah. Well. Yeah, sure. As much as a building can be horny <laughs> for something. Uh, but yeah, we're we're uh, back with another episode of the Pet Shop, and um, doing an old classic, uh, an old an old game. What? W w uh, an old classic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. Okay. Oh man, I want to start saying all his... of all of my C's like that. I need to go get in my car. <laughs> listen, listen, oh, listen. Man. I need to go to McDonald's. I, I will. And Taco Bell. I will put all the chech that I want to on whatever letters I damn well please, okay? You hear me, heckery? Fine. You don't need to. Yell at me, and you do, I'll smack you in the face. <laughs> anyway, hey, Griff, I've got, an, I've got an edition of the do-do-do-do bad news. Bad news. 
first cage thank you for getting us out of that bit you're welcome first cageless animal shelter aims to change the way the country looks at pet adoption oh tell me more in bentonville arkansas one new animal shelter hopes to inspire the future of animal of animal adoption pet uh, (laughs) best friends pet resource center creates a joyful accessible environment for animal lovers and pet owners of all ages uh though their true superstars of course are the animals as this shelter uh dogs and cats don't live in kennels during the day they inhabit rooms within the center they can meet uh potential adopters and at night uh though they get to go home uh home with loving foster families so they just kind of get brought to the place for the day it's like a day camp where they can maybe come (laughs) and get adopted that's really nice. So you kn- you know what? What was it? Yeah, Best Friends Pet Resource Center in Bentonville, Arkansas. We salute you. We salute you. I feel like I've been saying that a lot lately. We salute. It's become you. the new tag of yeah. pet news. But honestly, I'm I'm here for it. I'm not mad yeah. about it. Hey, Best Friend Pet uh, Best Friends Pet Resource Center. We salute you. But yeah, that's my uh, rendition of the pet news. <laughs> pet news. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for getting the follow up. I was laughing from the 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 take there. Yeah, you uh, know, um, I've had a long day. But yeah. um, if I say words backwards today, I apologize. You know how sometimes your brain tries to say like two like two things at the same time, and you end up getting them crisscrossed. Yeah. Like I, my brain was trying to say at some point today, um, either all good or no worries, and it came out as no good, all worries. (laughs) I said that to another human today. No good, all worries. (laughs) (laughs) And with that same tone too, like it was like it was fine. It's like no good, all worries. Wait. I'm gonna just start saying that to people. It's like, all right, so we've got you know, like, be at work, all right. So we're gonna uh, rig this stuff up. Uh, we're gonna use, uh, you know, the, the uh, these shackles right here. No good. All worries. All worries. Wait, Zach, are you what? actually concerned about this? Do we need to rethink the plan? No, no good. All worries. All, what are you saying to me right now? Because it sounds like you're fine with it, but the words you're saying suggest otherwise. Is that hanging correctly, Zach? No good. All worries. Zach, am I going to kill someone or not? (laughs) Going to write you up. (laughs) If this fell on someone, that'd be terrible. Yeah, no good. All worries. All all worries. (laughs) (laughs) New favorite phrase. There we are. Oh, shit. What are we doing today, Griff? We are talking about some things that are very close to dogs, but not quite fully dogs. What's that? Another rendition of dogs, but not? That's right, Zach. It's I almost did the pet the pet news jingle. <laughs> do, 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 do. Dogs but not. Dogs but not. Dogs but not. <laughs> <laughs> we are fucking unhinged uh, today. I've had a nice chunk of this smear not ice smash. Oh. Just like a big alcoholic sprite. Yeah. <laughs> it's original lemon lime. It's a smear off ice. It's eight percent. Uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty tasty. I have a screwdriver one for later. I've had a red eye, a monster, and two sodas. So you're I'm, wired. I'm extremely caffeinated. Nice. Nice. This is going to be a weird one. We well, are finding some not dogs, dogs but not, in uh, our most recent favorite book, Tome of Beasts, Volume God, 3 from Cobalt Press. Book. Love it. Uh and we've been we're dicking around a lot, so let's get into it, shall we, my yes. friend? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, up first, we have the herd skulker. Now, at first, Zach, I thought this was a cool like wolf cow hybrid because the artwork shows the front half of like a snarling wolf mm-hmm. and just the udder of a cow with on the, the back yeah, legs, with the back legs and the spots, yeah. Uh, but I th- I think instead it is a it is a like shape changer like it changes forms so alas herd skulker wolves that are in disguise <laughs> <coughs> I just coughed into a hiccup hang on a second <laughs> yeah how is your everything we're gonna be fine all right <coughs> oh <laughs> again what the hell. <laughs> 
This is a bad time for my body to have hiccups. We got to start the episode, Griff. I'm trying. My body's rebelling against me. It's like, no, you're not allowed to talk about her in Skullkers today. Okay. A rangy. It, rangy? Rangy. Not mangy? That's why I, I was kind of confused. It says rangy. It says though. rangy. So we're going with rangy. A rangy, emaciated wolf with a pie ball? Hold the fuck up. This is the word of the day. And we've only got Piebald. six words in. Having irregular patches of color, typically black and white. Huh, piebald. <clears throat> a rangy, emaciated wolf with a piebald hide wanders among the cows, its mouth slobbering with hunger. Disturbingly, the cows treat it as one of their own. Even a lone wolf can be devastating to a farmer's livelihood. The sheep, horses, cows, goats, chickens, and other livestock that make up their flock. When that wolf is preternaturally clever and can hide amongst its prey, rooting it out can be an endless nightmare. Herd skulkers can change forms in the blink of an eye, making them particularly difficult to identify, both for animals and people. Mm. They are both cowardly and cruel, Sacra. Herd skulkers are cowards the moment they feel threatened they turn tail and run but they always come back and this threat haunts the dreams of farmers who have seen them in action like a wolf a herd skulker is hungry but unlike a wolf it is also cruel it delights in tormenting farmers slowly picking off the animals of their herd sometimes right in front of their eyes so they're bastards like, yeah they're just kind of, they're sneaky bastards yeah yeah. A herd skulker projects a calming enchantment on domesticated animals, lulling them into complacency. They typically don't discover a predator is among them until it is too late. The skulker is also adept at deceiving farmers into thinking it is one of their animals, even after the herd has sensed its presence. Herd skulkers prefer to attack stragglers in the herd, minimizing their chance of exposure. Even animals near the herd skulker remain oblivious to his presence if they do not see it acting aggressively. It gives a whole new meaning to wolf in cow's clothing. Yeah. A wolf in cow's udders. <laughs> a wolf in goat's teats. Hmm. A, a wolf in chicken's feathers. A wolf in llama's wool. You know, like when people got llama farms? Yeah. Alpacas. Alpacas. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's a there's a fucking character. I've been playing the new Fire Emblem game, and okay. it's not my favorite right now. But there's this character. His name is Amber. He's a knight, like rides around on a horse with a lance. It's really cool. He's aspiring to be a great hero, but he left behind in his past from his childhood his family's alpaca farm. Oh man, and he won't shut the fuck up about it. That he hates it or that he, like, misses it? No, he misses his alpaca farm. I miss the farm. And misses, like, and, like, oh, man, I'll have to tell the alpacas about this. I'm like, you're in a war zone, my guy. Prioritize. They're not going to understand what you're saying. Fucking Amber. Anyway. <laughs> Herd skulkers are medium monstrosities. They are shape changers. They are neutral evil. They have a 15 armor class, 45 hit points, and a speed of 50. Ooh, quick. <clears throat> That's honestly pretty beefy for a CR1 creature. Yeah. Um, they've got pretty decent stats across the board, plus two strength, plus three dexterity, plus two constitution, a good wisdom, and a surprisingly decent charisma, probably from their deception bonuses here. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, bonuses to perception and stealth. They are immune to the charmed condition. They have a, uh, they can change shape. Let's start there, actually, as a bonus action. The herd skulker transforms into a large or smaller domesticated herd animal it can see, such as a cow, horse, sheep, or chicken, or back to its true canine form. Its statistics, other than its size, remain uh, the same in each form. It reverts to its true form if it dies. And that's just a bonus action. Yeah. So it can really just in the blink of an yeah, eye. Yeah, real fast. Uh, when they are in a herd animal form, they have an ability called Herd Hidden. The herd skulker has advantage on stealth and deception checks to blend into the herd or convince those observing the herd that it is part of it. That's me in any social situation. <laughs> well, maybe not the stealth part, but the deception part. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm cool, right? <laughs> yeah, bud, you are cool. <laughs> 
I was uh, in, uh, um, out for St. Patrick's Day with my older brother last night, uh, mm-hmm. where I where I grew up, uh, and felt yeah. so weird. <laughs> I was like, "Oh God, this place is, uh, has a lot of weird feelings attached to it," but it's okay. I'm playing darts. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you keep playing darts, it'll be okay, right? The Herd yeah. Skulker also has a keen hearing and smell, so advantage on perception checks that rely on hearing or smell. And an ability called One of the Herd, a domesticated herd animal, such as a cow, sheep, horse, or chicken, that can see the herd skulker, treats it as a member of the herd, regardless of the form the skulker takes. When such an animal sees a herd skulker attack or feed, it becomes immune to this ability for the next 24 hours, acting as it normally would when confronting a predator. Creatures immune to the charmed condition are immune to this trait. So even if it's in wolf form, it sounds like it can just kind of mosey around the herd and all the animals are like, hmm, that's a weird sheep. All right. Cool, dude. Anyway, yeah. Where did you come from? You I, you new here, bro? Whoa, you look like a yak. You're not normally Whoa. around here. All right. That's though. cool, hey. though. Hey, the good grass is in the, the over there, just like uh, like walk like ten paces from the apple tree, and like that's the good grass. Hey, bro, I know that we're just Highland keys and whatnot, but like, and you're like a sheep, but hey, you party. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you cop. Hey, you. Uh, <laughs> hey, do you? I can't tell you that. All right, brother, sick. All nice, right. nice, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Um, otherwise, they have a bite attack, uh, which does a, a solid 2d8 plus 3 piercing damage and knocks a creature prone if they fail a DC 13 strength save. And they have nimble escape, so they can disengage or hide as a bonus action. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, they're just kind of mean Bastard wolves. Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. They're just mean. Yeah. This is like, I feel like ju- they're just kind of high school bullies, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, you know, they they, 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 they want to torment you, make you feel bad. They'll come up, they'll smack you, they'll slip into the crowd, and everyone's like, yeah, no, they're supposed to be here. Definitely, definitely, definitely. But, like, uh-huh. you, like, actually, like, call one of their asses out. Like, they're fucking out of there. Because they're all cowards. Hey, bullying? Hey. Cowardly. Cowardly. Hi, I'm Zach from <laughs> Zach and Griffith's Multiversal Pet Shop saying, don't be a bully, because bullies <laughs> fucking suck. <laughs> One of the sheep goes to the farmer. It's like, no, the other sheep like shoved me up against the locker and took my backpack. And the farmer looks and is like, uh, please, my sheep wouldn't do yeah, that. That sheep has a stunning record with with, with <laughs> no disciplinary action. I'm that pretty sheep is sure a straight A sheep. Have you tried talking to the sheep? Have yeah. you tried bringing this up to the sheep? This sounds like a a, a common misunderstanding. Yeah, trust me, I'm a farmer. This happens all the time to my animals. Oh, God. I, this was a bit, and then it became real, and it made me feel icky. Hey, it's okay. You have to play a high school teacher tomorrow, probably, when we play Monster Hearts, so just channel probably. that energy. That's fine. Just, just ha- hang on to it for that. <laughs> that icky adult teacher shit. Yeah. Yeah. High school's not great. But nah. things are, I would say, I, I appreciate my life now more than I did mm-hmm. in high school, because high school... Mm-hmm was trash definitely you know it's also trash herd skulkers hey you're, you're trash doggies you're trash bad pet hey i really hope that they don't end up at that really nice animal shelter because they're <laughs> yeah, trash anyway how about right, the scorch runner on? jackal bro Ooh, let's talk about him so it just looks like a big you know like a big furry jackal guy yeah um, but he's, it looks like he's got like these big kind of crystal things coming out of like his shoulders. Yeah. And just like, you know, like he looks like he's like having like a big, like sort of animal yawn, but like there's just a bunch of fire coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Let's go. Hey, this jackal stands as high as a human's waist. So it's a big jackal Ooh. with a coat of beautiful, dirty gold hair fur, not hair, but whatever. <laughs> Two ridges of calloused flesh. Run along its back, dotted with fleshy bulbs that glow orange. That's what that is? Uh, it's a fleshy bulb, I guess. Huh. Hmm. Scorch runner jackals are monstrous creatures warped by the rampant magic in the wastelands they call home. 
smarter and tougher than their mundane brethren and capable of emitting rays of fire from their mouths. Not even like breathing fire. It's a whole ray. Wow. They look in, uh, what was it? They work in packs to hairy prey across the trackless wastes, slowly burning their quarry to death with gouts of flame. <laughs> Ravenous hunters, a lone scorch runner jackal, won't think twice of attacking unlikely human, uh, humanoids caught in the vast open plain, plains of the Badlands. While that pack will gleefully attack caravans, setting wagons alight and eating their fill of the inhabitants. Man, those little scamps. Those little, those little scamps. Apparently, they're sun-powered. Wait. Says sun-powered harriers. Scorch runner jackals use daylight to fuel their magical abilities. They're like Superman. <laughs> the ridges on their back absorb the sun. Uh, absorb the light of the sun. Glowing Wait. ever more brightly as they charge and slowly dimming as the jackal tires or spits flame. Travelers. Those are fucking solar panels. They're solar panels. <laughs> solar power jackal. Let's go. Get it from uh from uh was it GE? Sure. They're the ones that make like dishwashers and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, travelers in scorch runner territory fear cloudless days and high noon when the jackals are at the height of their power. <laughs> During the night, scorch runners uh retreat to hidden dens both to avoid conflict and to reserve their power until the sun rises again. In areas with harsh winters, scorch runners are a seasonal threat because frequent cloud cover, low temperatures, and long nights forces them to hibernate or hunt, uh, or hunt less actively for long months. Huh. That's really cool, actually. I want someone, like, you know, like, there's, like, a sports person, but, like, maybe they're only really good, like, when playing in, like, the spring. It's like, hey, how's it going? My name is Daniel Lewis, and I am a seasonal threat. <laughs> the phrase mostly, mostly in, like, the summer, because my spring and fall allergies are quite bad. Yeah, I also uh, struggle heavily with seasonal affective disorder, so spring and summer is really when I shine. <laughs> I am a seasonal threat. Yeah, I was. I think we we just ended up talking like Mitch Hedberg there, a little bit. Yeah, yeah that was big Mitch Hedberg energy. Uh, but yeah, no, I was like, these guys are really scary, and then it's like making them a seasonal threat. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> in places with harsh winters, yeah. you know, throw them in the desert in the savanna. Oh, they're, they'll be they're, great. They'll be great. They'll be great. Rough customers. They're social hunters. Scorch runner right. jackals. They're deeply social creatures and live in packs of up to eight adults and their pups. While territorial toward perceived threats, they are more uh, than willing to share territory with other Scorchrunner packs and creatures that have a mutualistic relationship with them. Scorch cool. Yeah, Scorchrunner packs have been observed <gasps> helping wyverns, manticores, and griffins tackle difficult prey, then yeah. eating whatever the large predator leaves behind. Yeah. Damn. Love these pups. On a rarer occasions, uh, packs have shared a hydra's lair protecting its eggs during the winter, and bringing back excess meat for their massive roommate during the summer. <laughs> I love the phrasing of that. Yeah. Their hey, massive roommate. Hey, I'm Drew. That's Logan. Hi. This, this is our Hydra roommate. And yeah, he, we really want him out, um, but he's the one that brought us in, so he's yeah, the his... only one that's actually like on the lease for this yeah. place. <laughs> that's what I was so... gonna say. He has his name on the lease, so he gets to call the shots. <laughs> so it's complicated, yeah. It's complicated to say the least, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. We do bring back excess meat like of our own accord, and that's yeah. on us. Yeah. Like, but his name's on the lease, and he, you know, like. Only it's like he takes up way more space than us, so we, he only you know it's a sixty forty cut, which like that's that's kind of yeah, it's not bad, it's not bad. Fuck, fucking <laughs> yeah, right. What a bastard! What a bastard! You know what? Like it, it's you know I get it. It's like yeah, you know I've had a you know girlfriend over one, once before and she got petrified. Yeah. Um, but like he's he's an all right guy, I guess. It's fine. It's fine. He just should have knocked first. I do miss Gwen dearly, though. (laughs) 
What the fuck, Zachary? (laughs) (laughs) They're apparently a bandit's best friend. (laughs) This sociability has caught the eye of bandits and marauders in the wastes. Particularly well-off groups often try to gain scorch runners of their own, either by capturing pups and rearing them, or by bribing a pack with meat and bringing them into the fold. Such bandits use scorch runners as scouts and skirmishers, sending them forward to find uh, potential victims, then having them burn guards and harry defenders while the bandits attack. Damn. Damn. Particularly beloved scorch runners often sport, uh, sport patchwork armor, brutal collars, or lovingly made name tags scrimshawed with the charred bones of their victims. <laughs> Aw, cute. Oh, man. Yeah, it's just kind of a big fire jackal. I love them. I'm into it. I'm a big fan. Solar powered jackal. Friendly jackal. Yeah. Well, friendly to some. Well, sure. Horrible to others because it does say that they often are like, there's a bunch of folks here. Cool. Let's eat them all. All right. Uh, but yeah, they're, uh, let's see, monst- medium monstrosity, unaligned, uh, 13 AC, 38 hit points, 30 foot walking speed. Strength's not very good. High stats, their decks at 16, and everything kind of cascades down from there. Yeah. Um, Good They've got dick. that slightly more, slightly above average animal intelligence on yeah. a four. Yeah. It's that social, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, like when you socialize a baby really early and so mm-hmm. it's, like it's, a mm-hmm. little, it's a little smarter. It's like, oh, wait, if I bring food to this big guy, then he'll let me live in his house. Nice. <laughs> bet. Bet, 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 uh, bet, bet. They've got a ability called Day Hunter when the Scorch Runner Jackal. Ah! Makes an attack. <laughs> hunter of the night, hunter. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Jekyll makes an attack roll while in sunlight. It can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to the attack roll. Day bless. It's day bless. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's got a multi-attack. It makes two bites attack or one uh, flame ray attack. It's bite, plus five to hit, d6, plus three, piercing. The flame ray, plus four to hit, um, a d8, plus two fire damage. And if the jackal hits a creature with fl- uh, flame ray, the jackal gains half cover against all attacks that originate more than 30 feet away from it until the start of its next turn. What? Is it just because it's like... Ha, it's like, ooh, it's, you know, like, have you ever tried to, like, you know, like, uh, oh. like, roast a weenie in a fire, but, like, it's too hot? So, yeah. like, you're kind of like, ah, ah. I can't, or, like, when you, like, oven the op- uh, open the oven. Yeah, and it's, you get that, like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that always makes like my that. glasses fog up, and it's like, yeah, I can't see now. But, I'm, yeah, I'm uh, assuming I, that I, that's what that is. Probably. That makes, that makes sense to me. But then it has a bonus action, which is Daylight Skirmish. Oh! <laughs> While in sunlight, the jackal takes the dash or dodge action. Nice. That's, That's a bonus. Action. Very cool. That's pretty nice. Look, I, I like them. I like them. I think they're pretty cool. Um, Solar powered friends. A really good um, barbecue buddy. Oh, a really good barbecue buddy. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, like it says in the text, it's like they help griffins. Yeah. And you're, so, you're, you're griffin. Well, it's spelled. I am it, griffin. But it's spelled differently. Yeah, but we're cousins still. Yeah, so see, like, you are. I made a thing a whole about like that's you. Uh, oh, you were like SG. That's uh, that's FFON. So that's not me. But I am pick, a Griffin. Pick one. <laughs> I don't. I'm. I'm not the. I didn't create the name. Fine. My guy. Whatever. Whatever. But I like Scorch Runner Jack. They're really cute. They're really, They're really cute fuzzy. and fuzzy and yeah. Sure, they got fire, but like you know mm-hmm. what? If you're made of fire, especially you're fine. Oh yeah, they can help you light up a fat J. Oh, a big fat J. Imagine being a giant, and you're just like, <laughs> like, you're, like you got this giant blunt, and you're like, and it's like, hey, where's my lighter? And, yeah, hey bud, and you just lean it down. And <laughs> yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. These guys are great. They're pretty cool. Yeah. You know, treat they, they they behave like any other animal. So you know, they're very food motivated. It seems. Yeah. Um, might be hard to have a singular scorch runner jackal as part mm-hmm. of your you know your little family unit because they're very social creatures. Mm, yeah. You know, for for their well being, you know, 
It's nice. Yeah. To, it's nice to have others around. But maybe if like you know you're able to adopt them young and like get a couple other pups from the litter, like so they have their siblings around. Yeah. 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 Could be nice. Little little flame jackal. I love them. I uh, medium to good pet. I'd say so. Can't be tricky, but you know what? A solid like six point five. Solid six point five on the good pet scale. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You know that rating system that we've always used. Yeah, I think it's the first time actually. Uh huh. <laughs> it the, really is. All these years, here we are. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, what's next, right. Griff? Uh, Zach Rabbit's gonna be an ad. Yeah, we, we. This is where we run an ad normally. It's this like is where I we run an ad normally. Done this show a uh, hundred and sometimes. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sean, can you play the ad, please? Yes, thanks, Sean. Are you looking for work in a calm, relaxing environment? Do you have a fondness for artisanal teas and comfort? Do you consider yourself undead? Well, Spirituality would like you to join our family. Spirituality, a second chance employment tea house for the undead, is a place for those having difficulty adjusting to their new sense of unlife. We understand that dying is hard, and readjusting after the fact can be even harder. Employment at Spirituality is a way for those troubled souls and shambling bodies to begin reintegrating into a living society. Spirituality is 100% undead owned and operated. A majority of our tea leaves are locally sourced from graveyards, cemeteries, and small businesses, and the blends are assembled in-house by expert sommeliers. Every cup, dish, pot, and platter is also made with love by the hands of the unliving. Don't have a corporeal form anymore? That's all right. We have a number of service and accounting positions that would benefit from your ghostly presence. We offer fair and competitive wages but spirituality does not have a comprehensive benefits package because, let's face it, we don't need it anymore. Go to PetShopCast.com to see if there's a spirituality in your area. Come join the family of the unique up-and-coming tea house that Timeless Magazine calls a horrid and inviting place for brunch. Spirituality. No life. No worries. Okay. Oh, I'm back in. Did you hit your head on the table? No. <laughs> sure, why not? It was the <gasps> No, it was like like when you like like wake up from a sudden a sudden sleep. You gotcha. wake with a st- with a start. Okay, well, do take it again? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, Griffin, in. you've been asleep for 30 years. Ah, Zach, ah, you're old. Ah, I'm so am, I, old. am I old? Thy age? No, you were in, were in stasis the whole time. Ah. Ah. I'm a young. I'm, I, I'm. Now I'm definitely more than 19 days older than <laughs> you, little baby child. <laughs> uh, you shit dick. <laughs> That's me, Zach Rob, shit dick. Zach, can we talk about our next critter? Oh, please. Uh, this is my favorite one, I think, on the list okay. so far. Uh, this is Mud Mutt. <laughs> that um, sounds like a fucking Pokemon. Mud Mutt does yeah. sound like a Pokemon, absolutely. Mud 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 Mud. It's like a, what is it? Schnabber. Mud Mutt is like... It's like a dog frog. It's like a dog frog. Uh, like it's got like the body elements of a dog, but like it's got like kind of the big bendy legs like a frog would. It's kind of perched in that way that frogs do or toads. And it's got it's a fuzzy kind of, you know, blonde sort of greenish haired dog, but also with that big big thro- frog throat sack. Yeah, the 
Woof. <laughs> Bark. <laughs> hey, let's just do the rest of the episode making frog sounds, Griff. Okay. Nice. Hey, what are the odds? Oh, what are the odds? All right, one, one, eight, one of 50. Okay. All right, right. Oh, God. All right. All right. Three, two, one. 47. Dang. Okay. I was pulling for it. Damn. Same quadrant, too. Man. So, like, whew. Anyway. I would feel so bad for the listeners. But. Oh, it's like, okay. Sorry, guys. I get, you can end the episode here. It's just going to be frog <laughs> yeah. noises from here on out. For another 30 minutes. Yeah. Frog, uh, mud mutt. Mud mutt. Matted fur slick with filth sticks out in bushy patches on this dog-like creature. A long, sticky tongue lolls about, hanging from its frog-like mouth. When it croaks, fish are forced up to the surface, Dead in the water. It's, a, it's got a sonic boom. Yes, dude. Mudmuts are big frog-like canines that hunt insects and waterfowl in bogs, marshes, and swamps. Their powerful hind legs can propel them through thick mud, and their wide mouths can bellow with mangrove-shaking force. This impressive croak is dangerously painful and can be deadly if experienced underwater. Damn. A stretchy and sticky tongue lolls in their big mouths. Mud mutts earned their name from the mud that cakes their coats after a full day of hunting. This heavy coating never seems to bother them and often helps them blend in with their surroundings. Hmm. They are playful and energetic. Aw, cute! When stumbling across a mud mutt in the wild, one must be careful and deliberate. Mudmutts are curious pack hunters that primarily hunt quick-moving prey, and they play with each other by hiding underwater, hopping about, and catching each other by surprise. <laughs> Any sudden movement triggers a chase or play response, and interactions with mudmutts can escalate easily. Interesting. This does say, though, Zach, that they are unfit companions. Aww. Inexperienced travelers might see a mud mutt and compare it to more mundane canines, thinking to train it as a swamp-loving hunting dog. Unfortunately, their boundless energy, deafening croaks, and distracting appetites are obstacles to successful domestication. For these reasons, most communities familiar with mud mutts forbid keeping the creatures as hunting animals. It's not saying that's impossible, it's just saying that it's hard. Might be tricky... They are large monstrosities, unaligned. They have a 15 armor class, 105 hit points, Damn. a 30-foot walk speed, and a 20-foot swim speed. Their strength and dexterity are actually massive. A plus 4 strength, a plus yeah, 5 fuck. dexterity. Constitution at a plus 2, got that animal level intelligence at a 3, and a 12 wisdom. They do have a bonus to their perception checks, though. Resistance to thunder damage. They are amphibious, so they can breathe air or water. They have a hop-by. It's like a, like a fly-by. Fly <laughs> they don't provoke opportunity attacks when they jump out of an enemy's reach. They have pack tactics. Uh, they have a standing leap. Uh, uh, without a running start, their high jump is 10 feet or their long jump is 20 feet. What's this, with or without? Oh, with or without. Tight. And they have swamp camouflage. They have advantage to stealth checks made to hide in uh, swampy terrain. And then for their attacks, they have uh, a multi-attack. They can make one bite and one kick. Holy or they can fuck. replace one bite with the sticky tongue attack. Their bite is a uh, plus 8 to hit, 2d10 plus 5 damage. Their kick is a plus 8 to hit, 2d8 plus 5 damage. The sticky tongue has a 20-foot reach. Uh, deals 2d6 plus 5 damage, and the target must succeed on a DC 15 strength save or be pulled up to 15 feet toward the mud mutt. And lastly, Zach, they have their sonic croak. <gasps> it is a recharge on a 5 or a 6. The mud mutt unleashes an ear-piercing croak in a 30-foot cone. Each creature in that area must succeed on a DC 15 constitution saving throw or suffer 4d8 thunder damage and be stunned until the end of their next turn. Uh, they take half and are not stunned on a successful save. Creatures submerged in water have disadvantage on the saving throw and will take 6d8 damage instead of 4d8. Damn. 
That's cool. That's a cool ability. No, that is very cool. But also, they're kind of scary. Yeah, they're kind of scary. I didn't. That's probably that why they're unfit companions. They're very formidable. Like the the bite and the kick attacks are crazy strong. Yeah, it sucks because Mudmud's very cute. It, yeah, Mudmud's so cute. Like, I just want to give him, you know, like, if, if, when a dog, like, rolls around or, like, plays in, like, muddy puddles yeah. and whatnot, and they just look like lovable little scamps, and it's like, oh, look at me, I made a big mess, but I'm having the time of my life. That's what Mud Mud, the vibes I get from Mud Mud. Yeah, it looks like if you toss, like, maybe, like, a, you know, like, a, like, an, like a little kernel of corn at its, like, big goiter, it'd be like, boom. <laughs> <laughs> sure is that. I'm just in love, you know? Uh Okay, how do we make Mud Mutt work? How do we make Mud Mutt sellable? How do we make Mud Mutt sellable? Um, how do we make a Mud Mutt for the people? Um, sonic earplugs. Mm-hmm. Could be good. Counteract the pulse. Um, you could probably do some work in sort of training your Mud Mutt um, to not do that. Um, you know, like the like we have this toy for for the cats. Um, it's mm-hmm. like this little like weeble wobble thing, but it's got mm-hmm. like a little spinning thing that's got a feather on it, and yeah. it'll just kind of you turn it on and it spins. But maybe like your whole backyard's just a bu- it's like a shooting gallery, but for pouncing, so that they have Ooh. yeah you just you know kick it on and then they just they're jumping around taking stuff out, wearing that energy off, getting yeah. that stimulation they need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's very clear that most of the things we have in the shop are for not your average pet owner. Oh, definitely, 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 definitely. Yeah, no, we'd have to we'd definitely get with, like, some fabricators, some engineers, some... Um, mm-hmm. We can get a team working on it, though. Yeah, yeah, some prefab sort of mud mud habitats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll show up like, you know, when you used to be able to buy a house from a Sears Roebuck catalog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Maybe multiversal. We multiversal Sears Roebuck. <laughs> Jack and Griffin's multiversal Sears Roebuck. <laughs> TM, TM, TM. Sears is dead, right? We can TM that. I think Sears is gone. I think Sears is dead. Long live the pet shop. I'm going to Google. All right. Is Sears dead? In May of 2022, it was announced that roughly 100 or more Sears hometown stores, including the last four in Michigan, would close permanently. Hell yeah. Yeah, I don't know if all of them are done, but... Yeah, no, it's gone. Sears is gone. Yes! It's ours, baby. It's ours! I don't think that's how that works, but we're saying it does. Mm-hmm. When you think your mud mud is maybe about to croak... You could just give them some peanut butter. Yeah, with a... And you just have a spoon to go... And then go... I bet that's great audio. (laughs) (laughs) I have, as is tradition, I have a jar of peanut butter within arm's reach. I could do this for real, but I'm not going to. I'm I'm just saying, don't bring it up if you're not going to do it. I'm just saying it sounds cowardly to me. Did you hear that jar open, listeners? I'm, Did you hear the peanut butter jar open? Oh, that's a nice crisp sound there. I've done this on mic before. I right? know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, pretty sure. That's not, peanut butter sounds really fucking good. Right? I'm going to do a big one. After we're done, I'm going to probably have to go get myself some peanut butter. I'm going to do it. That's a big, that's a big wad of peanut butter. How? Let's, let's go. All right, now let's continue the podcast. Uh, Mud Mutt. Uh, difficult, mm-hmm. but ultimately really fucking cute. Really fucking cute. Where would you rate it on the scale there, Peanut Butter Griff? <laughs> There's so much peanut butter in my mouth right now. Yeah, that's, that's, but you got to rate it. In terms of cuteness? Yeah. Like a, like a nine. Okay. In terms of good pet? Okay. Mm. Regrettably, like probably like a four. That sounds maybe right. maybe even a three, honestly. I can get behind. It's that. A, it's an uphill battle. Yeah, it's gonna be an uphill battle. 
Mm-hmm. I'm worried that a lot of people are going to adopt mud mutts because they're cute, not realizing the amount of work that goes into them. Yeah. And then they're just going to go right back to the to the shelter. Like huskies. Yeah. That happens a lot with huskies. Poor huskies. And mud mutts. And mud mutts. Shall I we? Love, I do love mud mutt. I want to put that out there. I love mud mutt. I've mostly gotten the peanut butter out of my mouth. I'm proud of you. It's do all we? in like the corners now. Oh, yeah. So you have to sit there and kind of. <laughs> yeah, just really kind of dig around for it. I was just trying to make sure that the microphone picked it up. Uh, should we move on? Uh, let's do it. Last week we've got the Garmwolf. Garmwolf. Yes, this looks like a, I mean, like a big Cerberus sort of thing. Yeah, but like a the name would suggest like a Norse Cerberus. Yeah. Yeah. What, the, you mean Garnvolf? Garnvolf. Is, is, is a Nordic thing? Sorry, I gotta get my, my Jarl Balgriff going. Garnvolf. Garnvolf. You. You, you are, are at a the Garnvolf. <laughs> the bestial canine stands atop the outcrapping. <laughs> did you just say outcrapping? outcrapping I did. <laughs> Second take. The bestial canine stands atop the outcropping. Its three heads snarling as one. Broad, thick muscles ripple under its coarse hide, and foul saliva drips from its jaws. Oh. All six of the jaws. Six? Well, yeah, you've got two jaws on you there, Griff. You've got your upper and lower jaws. Isn't the jaw just this part? That's your jaw. Yeah, you have your upper jaw, which is all of this. This isn't my jaw. That's my skull. No, it's a tat. It's on your skull. That's just where the the upper teeth. Yeah, all of this is the lower jaw, buddy. Buddy boy. Oh no! Oh no! Do I have two jaws? Uh, I'm pretty sure you got your upper and your lower jaw. Man, you're right. Yeah, so they got six jaws between the three of them. I guess. There's no way I guess. I'm 100% correct. <laughs> but if I'm talking about like, oh, my jaw hurts, like I'm talking about the lower one. That's I mean, kind the, of a given. The action of the jaw. And granted, between the two jaws, there's only the one muscle for it, which is, you know, the hinge, essentially. You're fucking with my worldview right now. <laughs> I don't like it. Sorry? It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's a me problem, but I'm just I'm hey, having trouble. If I didn't make you question your reality, what kind of friend would I be? You got a great point. Boom. You keep me you keep me on my toes. Where the fuck was I? <laughs> um Oh yes. Just the first part. Oh shit. An elephant-sized hound. The Garmwolf is a striking sight with its rough pelt and many heads. It says many, which concerns me because... I mean, it's many for a dog. That's fair. <laughs> the Garmwolf frequently appears with three heads. Heroes fortunate enough to sever one swiftly find that more maws sprout from the wound. Oh, no. With a triply keen sense of smell and an ever watchful disposition, the Garmwolf makes for an exceptional, if terrifying, guardian. Hey, point towards good pet. All right. All right. They have m- mighty bloodlines. Yeah. Legends involving the Garmwolf are rich and varied. Among the troll kin, they suggest the beast was created by a regenerating troll's nightmare. Ooh. While an orcish story claims that the Garmwolf was spawned by even more terrible monsters. Gods of death and the underworld keep Garmwolves as faithful companions, stalwart guard dogs, and tenad I almost said tenacious, tenacious <laughs> hunting companions. Elvish stories say that the bite of a Garmwolf carries all the pain and disease of the poor souls it has bitten before. What the fuck, elves? So how'd you God, get they're it? So, they're so twisted. So how'd you get HPV? Yeah, I got bitten by a Garmwolf. So. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, it's a huge monstrosity. Yeah, it's like, I, got, I got bit by a garden wolf and ended up with polio. Uh, no, weren't you vaccinated? Yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened, man. This sucks. I gotta tell you. Oh, but yeah, huge monstrosity, fourteen armor class, hundred and eighty-nine hit points. It's a big dog. Forty-foot movement speed, twenty strength. Yeah. Damn, it's uh, yeah, it's got the five and uh, it's its lowest thing, followed by its charisma at seven, but then everything else is a twelve or higher. Yeah. Um, Mama Big. <laughs> oh, damn. It's got keen hearing and smell. We all know what that does. And multiple heads. The Garn Wolf has he- uh, three heads. While it has more than one head, the Garn Wolf has advantage on saving throws against being blinded, charmed, deafened, frightened, stunned, or uh, and knocked unconscious. Whenever the Garn Wolf takes 25 or more damage in a single turn, one of its heads dies. If mm. all its heads die... The Garden Wolf dies. Okay. Um, at the end of the turn, the Garden Wolf grows two heads for each of its heads that died since its last turn. Unless it has taken five. So it's so Hydra rules. It's got Hydra rules. Hydra rules. That's a nice uh, band name. We're Hydra rules. <laughs> Dude, Hydra rules rules. Are, are you talking about like that Hydras themselves rule or the rules of a Hydra? I don't even know. Both, both, both. They got a trampling charge. Uh, If yeah, moves at least uh, twenty feet straight toward a creature when it hits it with a bite attack on the same turn, the target must succeed on a DC sixteen strength save or be knocked prone. If prone, the Garnvolf makes one bite attack against it as a bonus action, and it's Mm. wakeful. While the Garnvolf sleeps, at least one of his head is awake. That's polite. Yeah, you know, let's just always keep a watch. It's got that multi-attack. It makes as many bite attacks as it has heads, uh, which is plus nine to hit, one d6 plus five piercing, wow. plus three d6 poison damage. That's no fucking joke. That's no fucking joke. Holy That's where you, shit. Yeah, that poison damage is where the HPV came from. The, oh. <laughs> and then it has a tripartite howl, uh, recharges on five or six. The Garden Wolf's heads exhale a three-part howl, hopefully in three-part harmony. Uh, one filled with poisonous spittle, one a thunderous bellow, and one a frightful bay. Yeah, it's, it's spittle doesn't really make sound though. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like, just like that's just it's me. Just like... <laughs> yeah, you've got the thunderous bellow. You've got the which is the very bassy part. The ha, uh... and you got the frightful bay, which I feel like it's kind of like a maybe a slightly like discordant tenor, like yeah. a slightly off key tenor. Uh... And then the spittle, which is just patooey, patooey, patooey. Yes, uh, but it does that in a thirty-foot cone. Each creature in that area must make a DC sixteen uh, Dex save on a fail. A creature takes five D six poison damage and five D six thunder damage, and becomes frightened for one minute. Jesus, that's a Christ. lot happening. On a success, a creature takes half the damage and isn't frightened. A frightened creature can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success. Yeah, this thing fucks. Yeah, this thing fucks. Um, obviously, uh, three-part dog, um, like, barbershop trio would be <laughs> the immediate guess. Well, um, you just kill one head, two more grow back, and there's your quartet. There's your quartet, yeah. That thing says it has to have three. They're like, all right, boys, I know you want to make it in this town and you're going to have to make a sacrifice. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. What is it? Yeah. It's one of your heads. But it's fine. Two more will come back. Honestly, that's fine. Oh, I didn't. You know, I I expected uh, more resistance from you. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, Here, just go for it. All right. Yeah, I've got Reginald back here. He's going to just make the nice clean cut. Yep. Right. Yeah, not, not to worry you. He hasn't nope. sharpened the blade in about two weeks, but it'll be fine. All right. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, 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 God. It took three it took three swings. <laughs> All right, boys. Now you're a quartet. <laughs> but you, you, now, Griff, you have to take that and you have to change <sighs> the pitches to make it. A, a, I'll do a what I can. Um, Editor Griffin, let me know how you did. <laughs> Um, yeah. Editor Griffin, if he succeeded, will insert that bit in three, two, one. What we've always wanted. And if Editor Griffin failed, then uh, here's the rest of the podcast. Yeah. 
Cool. I'll uh, do my best. So Garnwolf. Garnwolf. Um, how many heads is too many heads? Oh, like fifteen. Wow, all the way up to fifteen. I just. I'm, uh, I think if it got any like more than like five, like I think that's where <laughs> I'd like. All right, guys. I think I okay okay okay. I think fifteen wolf heads on a garn wolf is like the guys who have the big ass lift kits on their truck. It's like okay, what are you trying to prove? I my brain just went to what is too many heads, not like where's the cutoff. So like, um, yeah, where's the cutoff? Where's the cutoff? I would probably say it's not much lower than fifteen, but I would say probably like eleven. Eleven heads. Yeah. That's a lot of wolf heads snapping at you. Yeah. As we found out today, that's 22 jaws. (laughs) 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 You piece of shit. That's me. Uh yeah, I'm gonna final answer eleven. Eleven, all right. That's that's a lot. Like I can deal with eleven. That's fine. Can you? Yeah, for sure. But I'm really good with dogs. It, it seems like like Milo gives you trouble some of the times. Now imagine Milo with eleven heads on him. Milo Milo talks a big game, but like I he knows who's boss. <laughs> okay. I'm the only one in this fucking house that treats Milo with any sort of discipline. And I uh, hope my sister can hear me right now. Marley, I'm, uh, get your bro- get your brother. Nah, she's she ain't not coming. coming. She ain't coming. Uh, any file, any closing <laughs> remarks on Garden Wolf? Um, weirdly enough, maybe our best pet of the bunch. Yeah, I think so. Actually, which can, somehow this is troubling since it's elephant sized. Uh, obviously, you need yeah. a lot big, big enough space to keep an elephant, at least. Right, right. Good for like a demigod, maybe. Oh yeah. Yeah. Giants, trollkin, obviously. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck Kratos. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Griff. Yeah. That's all of our dogs, but not today. Oh. I know. I want them. more. I want more Nada dogs. Yeah, look, Herd Skulker was terrible, and it set the. I, I just feel like it set a weird thing over <laughs> over the whole day. You know what I mean? <laughs> Herd Skulker wasn't great. Hey, Herd Skulkers, you fucking suck. The rest were pretty good. The rest were pretty good. Mutt Mutt, uh, it pushes the envelope a little bit, but we can work with Mutt Mutt's can, workable. It's workable. It's workable. Mudmutt's like the um, it's like I we're the agents in Los Angeles, and Mudmutt is the like the young debutante who like, oh, yeah. just moved out there. But a little like, rough around think, the edges, and it's yeah. Like, but it's like I see a star. <laughs> I see the movie. It's in mm-hmm. my head now. Zach and Griffin and Mudmutt. Yes. But making, uh, <laughs> taking Hollywood by storm. Oh fuck yeah. Uh, but yeah, gang, that's about it for us here today. Um, you know, all the usual stuff. If you like the show, like, review, subscribe. Give uh, us your money. Uh, you can give us your money over at patreon.com slash ghost media. I want some money. Yeah. You can also give us money by buying stuff from tpublic.com slash store slash ghostlight. Money. Money. Definitely. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry. Money Griffin took over. <laughs> some money though <laughs> um you know check out all the other shows that go site media network um if and- you've been thinking about listening to another path and you haven't listened to it before we're in a really good point right now of like diving in sort of a, a mid arc uh with the uh Caligan cats corral episode uh so if you're uh, if you're looking for a sign to listen to that show this is it yeah, I'm this just gonna it. yeah, check it out. Check it out. Check, check it out. Um, but yeah, no, lastly, you know, if you got anything that you want to hear about on the show, just t- you know, message it us over at uh, petshopcast.com. Yeah. Um, on Twitter, and we'll do like a whole episode about it. For sure, for sure, for sure. But yeah, for think, sure, I think for that's sure. It. I think that's it, I'm, folks. Thanks I, so it, much for listening. <laughs> I've been Griffin. I've been Zach. And just remember, folks, at the end of the day, it's all about love.
baby. <laughs> no, definitively, it is all about love. It's all about love, baby. It's all about love, baby. It's all about love, baby. Bye. Thank you all for listening to episode 109 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghost Light Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghost Light Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Justin K, Trent, and Stark for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nicole Tuttle Rob for making our theme song. You can find Nicole on Twitter at Nicole Voice and on These Silent Seekers as part of Ghostlight Media. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for forcing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast, also part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, I don't have a clever outro again, so I'm going to generate a random fortune cookie thing again. This one says, people are naturally attracted to you. So the fortune cookie thinks you're hot, and so do I. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.